Hello, hello, and welcome to Couch Conversations with the People's Pride Project. I am Madam Facilitator, Ms. Sheena Schuler, and today we have the chef, John Tyson, one of my favorite people. I don't think she knows that, but she's one of my favorite people. This woman took a chance on me. This woman has taught me. This is my, if the zombies come to kill us, we're going to make it out, homie. <laughs> Exactly. Listen, my house or yours or some fortress in between, <laughs> we're going to live. We had the greatest interview ever. I have loved you since our interview. It was the greatest, remember? We were both crying outside. <laughs> but that's how you know it's real. Like some people, you just got the facade, but when it's real, it's real. And you've always been real for me. So I appreciate that so much. It's out kisses, sending all kind of love. That kisses, hugs, all of that. <laughs> you're a chef, you're a traveler, you're an author, you're an educator, not just a chef, an executive chef. That means she runs shit, people. Mm. Runs big shit. <laughs> so, tell me what you got. So, um, Executive chef, what do you want me to talk about first? You know, we, we'll start talking and go off to some other land. But that's fine. That's so, what this is. It's okay. You, um, How are the girls, by the way, off subject? 18, 19 terrorists. But I love them to death, but you know. They are gorgeous and smart. Dangerous combination. Yeah. <laughs> Dangerous combination. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And dad, I always everybody's good. Mom's good, but your dad is your, your yeah. Son. <laughs> He's all right. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Anyway, off, we get off the personal stuff. <laughs> um, you want to talk about chefing? We both we can start with chefing. Your executive chefing. I ain't gonna leave that out. We ain't no no low level Negroes. <laughs> um, executive chefing. I don't know. I think it changed a lot since I got back from Jamaica. You know, we talked about that when we first met. Um, I think that <clears throat> the pandemic has changed things tremendously. Um, I All over the place, not just the chef world. But I find myself not wanting to do the, you know, 18-hour days anymore and, uh, you know, 75, 80-hour weeks you know, you, you, you're like, whoa, you know, the life is going by and you can't spend any time with your family, you know? And over the years missed, you know, Christmases, running in late with my jacket on, you know, all of that you start thinking about, you know, and <laughs> I swear during the pandemic, it was a conversation I had with my cousin Lisa and she was like, what else you got to prove? And I was like, huh? Mm -hmm. you know, you're, <laughs> you're like, oh, nothing. Uh, like, what I'm doing? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I guess not. She was like, slow. She literally, she was like, slow the fuck down. I was like, that that sounds pretty. <laughs> you know, you're like, that sounds pretty good. Excuse my language, but you know me. Um, we do language here. It's okay. We speak with seasoning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So I just, I just have found a way to do things that I love. You know, like talking to you and teaching and, you know, hanging out with farmers and, you know, stuff I love. So right. I don't know, it's just changing. The industry's changing. 
you know, the, it's starting to open up now. You know, the big jobs are calling and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm good. I don't, I don't want to travel into the city anymore. I don't, I, I guess I'm a little over it, you know? Yeah. So, but, but it's, it's given me a great career. It's given me a great, a lot of great contacts like you and so many people that have worked with me or I've worked for or worked under me and became family. You know how we do. So. That's one thing. The kitchen environment, man, it is <laughs> one of the most amazing, ridiculous, <laughs> intense situations. Oh, you either love it or you hate it, but it's going to, it's going to do something for you. Exactly. And, and <clears throat> yo, I, it was funny when, when you asked me to do this, I started thinking about all our like, you know, 7 a.m. conversations about just standing and, there, and people looking at us. We're like, we are talking about the job. We're just talking about food, right? right. We would have these long dissertations about some pastry thing that you thought of or I dreamt about. And I'm like, yo, could we do this? And you'd be like, yo, I think we could. And we had these like hour conversations. And, uh, I can hear Charles's mouth right now, man. Oh, <laughs> That's the beauty of being able to make something out of nothing. Like yeah. it starts as this idea and it's like, yo, can we? Why not? Let's do it. Hey. Like, that's that's part of the life that I love so much. And I think that really it um it's part of it comes out of that whole authenticity, autonomy, community sort of thing. Like the ability to kick take this idea and get in partnership with your people and be like, yo, let's make this happen. And the synergy just pops up, you know? Right. And so. we you and I talk about it all the time. I've reached out to you for certain things. You reach out for me. And and that part of it, you know, you know, people that you've connected with on a different level, you know, hundreds of people have worked for me or with me or whatever, but there's certain people that you just gravitate to. And we you and I have that Caribbean base, you know, we have that 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 same kind of family structure. We talked about, you know, farm to table stuff all the time, you know, and, and, and how life, man. I, I think we should talk about it because definitely because we, we always talked about, you know, living through the, through the zombie attack and we was real about it. Like us <laughs> would be popping, right? No, it would be the flyest fallout shelter ever imagined. Like, yo, it, Hippies in the woods would have nothing on our zombie living. <laughs> it's funny because somebody, I reposted your post. Thank you so much. I love you to death. And somebody who saw the line that you wrote on there about surviving. And I was like, we will. Like, you know, Chef Sheen is like that chick that you got that you're like, um, I can do this and you do that and we're good. You know, it's That's like it. you start the canning, I'll go over there far. You know, it's just it, it that those conversations just make me laugh. We just hilarious. <laughs> but it's real life. It's it's preparation. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance, man. Hello. Hello. You gotta be ready. Exactly. People caught that during this COVID, right? Absolutely. Let me tell you, no vegetables at the at the grocery and <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm chilling in the backyard. Like y'all hungry? <laughs> come over. I got come come. 
It's not a problem. Exactly. And I think too, I think I, I, you said something to me a couple of weeks ago because I picked up some strawberries at the market, right? The market that's like the best, the closest I got to a, to mm -hmm. a and I swear to you, looked like a picture, right? The strawberries, it looked like a picture that they put on some show, right? Bright red, gorgeous. Girl, it didn't taste like nothing. Right? It did it no flavor. No, I was just like, dude, I bought limes the same day. And the limes, no juice came out of them. And they were bright green and gorgeous. And I was just like, what? They're forcing this stuff so much. It's getting to us. And I'm like, what is this? Right? And I think especially now because it's been so commodified, like everybody's like healthy, healthy. Oh my God. And it's like, okay, we'll make you think it's healthy, but it's not even real food at this point. Like it's food is now Instagram photos. If that makes sense. Like you look at it and it's beautiful. And then the shit is fake has no flavor. This is the problem I'm having now. <clears throat> Listen, you know, I've done the vegan thing when it was difficult, right? right. It, when when <laughs> you're a vegan, you're a vegan. But what I don't like about this whole vegan thing is the it's still computer uh scientific breakdown of some whatever the whatever's in that to make mm -hmm. it look like the meat that you want to have right right the impossible burger has anybody read the back of that thing <laughs> exactly me and you it, it's disgusting like this is this is still fake food mm -hmm. to be a vegan why are you eating this is still mass produced whatever I, you know it's like soil and green if you remember that movie yes but you know you and then it tells me when people are like oh veganism is so expensive no if you're eating fruit and berries and grains and leafy greens the shit is really not expensive but if you're buying the fake shit that's supposed to replace then yeah you're coming off with a crazy grocery bill and it's like right the right. capitalization of veganism like go to an island. They're vegans. You know why? Because they grew that shit out in front of their door and picked it up and ate it. Exactly. exactly. It's not because they went and bought, you know, cauliflower pizza crust <laughs> for $7 a Like, it's just the crust. I can make that shit. And that's that that is still, you know, the the fast, the fast uh, you know, gratification. Mm -hmm. Quick. So <clears throat> And this has been, this happened. We talked about this too. People come visit me or I go to my family or whatever, but mostly when they come to my house mm -hmm. and it's always, you have nothing in your house, right? I don't have anything quick, like right. the fruit and I'll cook you something because I don't eat stuff that you add water and it turns into a cake. Yeah, right. It's so disgusting to me. So I'm just, I I understand people wanting to feel better and change their life. You know, all that stuff. I get it. I don't want to eat anything walking around that got eyeballs like I do. I get it. But to then go to this, right, and get this, 
stuff you're adding oh a half a cup of water and some oil and it becomes a pot roast or something whatever it is you know it, it's the same you're still doing the same thing to your body right mm -hmm. so that part of it is just annoying to me but <laughs> anyway i was in costco the other day and i like to you know it's it gets the imagination cooking like okay they're selling this how can i recreate it for me and I was looking, they had like Beyond Meat meatballs for like 10 bucks. And I'm like, yo, I can make this at home with like some oats and some this. And I'm going through my head like, yeah, you know how it gets. Yeah, we right. mad scientist moments. Right. I'm going to put that shit in the freezer and be ready. Because it's, I mean, a little extra effort is going to save me from the hospital or an early grave later. Right, right. You know? and I talk about this all the time. We, we're both curvy and fluffy and delicious. You know what I mean? So like eat real food. <laughs> you know, it's real simple, real food. You, an apple should taste like an apple and it shouldn't have been there and forced to, to turn into, <laughs> I don't know, even apples these days that are coming from New York don't taste right. 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 I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're doing too much. Absolutely. Like I know even just picking stuff out of my garden. Like if I pick romaine that I grew versus romaine that I bought, shit tastes completely different. And I know, especially when you were in Jamaica at the restaurant, because you guys grew a lot of stuff there, right? Right. I can only imagine uh, what the difference was. You and seasonally, right? Mm -hmm. In Jamaica, it is very it was very easy to see me during mango season. And I just finished like 12 mangoes because they were on my tree outside. I put, you know, I love mangoes. Mm -hmm. So I know that my life changed in Jamaica. We talked about that all the time, but it changed, right? I, before I left, it was always, you know, go, 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 go. What am, what can I accomplish? What is the next step? What's the next tier, right? What's mm -hmm. the next tier I have to get to? And I left really because I had the opportunity, right? But getting down there and really, you know, working hard and trying to figure it out, right? There's no Costco. There's no you're not ribs delivered to you from the meat guy, right? Those aren't things aren't happening. So the farm was a huge entity for our business. And, you know, Mr. Thorpe was, um, he was integral in doing all that. You know, he went back to Jamaica after 30 years, new business. Um, but the farm was how it, you know, brought me back to cooking, right? You, you can just steam some vegetables and they taste amazing, mm -hmm. right? They came out of your yard or, mm -hmm. so it was very simple for weight to fall off of me, right? Cause all the, all the, the crap is falling off of you, right? So I was just eating and I ate all the time. I ate all the time, but right. I ate. I ate from the shop. Everything's made scratch or the farm or, right? So it was easy. And I tell people, I said, it's not a diet. It's, I ate close to my culture, right? I ate food that was fresh, mm -hmm. simple. I've gorged out sitting on a beach eating, you know, six, seven crabs. It's different than being here and eating that. I don't know where right. it came from. I don't know where those did. <laughs> we caught them the night before, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't I I thought that 
the food industry would get better in the United States, and I, it's gotten much, much worse. I, I, I had bread from the grocery store the other day. Just grab something, you know. I was mm-hmm. running through. It tastes like cardboard. <laughs> it tastes awful. Like just to have a piece of toast, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, <clears throat> am I making this? Am I finding a bakery? And, and local bakeries, a lot of them are doing bag stuff. Yeah. The, the demand for, you know, so it's always the demand. And I'm like, yeah, but you threw away a ton of stuff when you closed last night. Like, why is it so difficult in this country to sell and then you run out? right? This is what we cook tonight, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh man, I got here late. I couldn't get fish, but I got oxtail. Right. Right. It's, it's gone. It's done for the night. Restaurants here. It's like, you know, you know how it is. It's just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, it has to change. It definitely has to change. Too many people getting sick, too many people walking around, you know, three, four, five hundred pounds. It, it's, it's awful. It's awful. And instead of just telling you something as simple as addressing the food, not just, oh, put you on a diet, but address the food, where it comes from, how you're sourcing it. They want to put you on a pill. They want to, you know, here, you need this surgery. Most of the time you really don't. That's just a quick fix. Like we're so hooked on the instant gratification that it's like, what is the the potential, you know, outcome or the potential consequence of that instant gratification? Right. Like I've gotten to the point I'd I'd rather do the work up front than pay for it on the back end. Exactly. And and if you look at and I just saw a documentary about it, if you look at countries where we you and I come from mm-hmm. and the introduction of the American diet to those countries, you can see where mm-hmm. our people get sick, right? A lot of Asian countries, I in India they're introducing they just got a new mall and I think it was like New Delhi or something. It was some city in India and they have, of course, the food court and it's all American food. It's, you know, Burger King, Domino, all kinds of stuff. And now a year or two later after the mall is up, this middle class are all overweight (laughs) because they're drinking fizzy soda, Mm -hmm. fizzy, fizzy water or something they called it. And Domino's Pizza, that the 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 personal pan pizza is like the size of their head. It's like this big. But you see all these now, these third world countries where we come from, when that when those kinds of things get introduced to to our countries, people get fat. Yeah. People start getting Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was saying it's so I, I don't want to say awkward, but Food and how we eat has not only been tied to health, but tradition, you know, in our communities. So when we, and and then they do the mind fuck on you where your tradition isn't good enough. You have to aspire to this other ideal. Right. Oh, this means you have money if you can eat this shit that comes out of a box versus, right. hey, like last season, I was pulling sweet potatoes out the ground and me not even caring, wiped that shit off and took a bite. Like, oh, this is delicious. <laughs> like, so right. that mindset has to change. But how does it when, you know, people are going back to that rush? 
Mm-hmm. Rush your job and then the overtime and to get home and now they got to catch up on bills, right? And they're stopping at McDonald's to feed the kids. Right. Or Burger King or whatever and they're not planning for the week. You know, when <clears throat> when's the last time really that you, well, I can't even ask you that, but most people, <laughs> you know, I cook all day on Sunday. It's my day off. I'm hanging out with my husband, but I cook big for the week. So I'm not mm-hmm. You know, I pull a chicken out of the fridge, whatever it is, <clears throat> but it's planned. It's part of your Sunday dinner, which right. people are not having. And I was hoping during the pandemic, people are starting to do that, but I miss Sunday dinner. Everybody's at the house, you know, you're at your grandma's house and everybody's bringing a dish or grandma cooked everything, which happens many, many times. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I'm part of that tradition. I still do that. I still cook big on Sunday and freeze it and set myself up for the week. And it's not that whole package, whatever that everybody's doing now, they're buying from this person or that person meal prep and all this stuff. It's not that. It's just I cook extra, so I have to cook during the week. Right. And I think part of it comes from we think that we're losing time or it's, oh, it's something that we have to fit in. But it's like, well, what are you really, um, what's the trade-off? You know, like we make time for the things we think are important. So if you want to spend three, four hours at your day sitting on your couch, thumbing through your phone, mm-hmm. if that's what you feel is important, then yeah, adding an hour to make sure you can eat for the week might be a little much. But you really got to look at like, where's the trade off and how does it benefit you in the long run? Right. right. And a lot of us lack just basic skills, man. Basic skills. We're out at the, at the grocery store buying a pack of chicken. Because it's pre-cut. You know how easy it is to break down a chicken. And a whole chicken is a lot cheaper than a pack of chicken on the shelf. Right. Things like that. But are we teaching our kids this stuff, right? Or are we... Because that's where where it goes, you know? Mm -hmm. I I don't have kids, you know that. But I have a huge family who call me for whatever recipe and I'll tell them a different way, but I have eaten <laughs> I say all the time, a chicken only got two wings. So how you got a whole chicken and then you got rows of bags of chicken wings. <laughs> rows. I'm like, what is that? Right? Mm-hmm. We talk and I'm talking, and you and I have seen the cases that go into restaurants, right? What is Anyway, <laughs> it's just, I I don't eat the pieces of chicken, right? right. And you cut it. <laughs> I also think we have the cultural benefit of knowing how to reuse mm-hmm. or how to like, okay, we cut, we broke down 15 chickens because we're frying off, but we know how to use those backs and butts to make some stock and everything else. Right. So. That's right. necessary. These are all necessary things. And again, it makes it more affordable. It stretches. It plays into the community aspect because community is so important. And you, you already hit on it. We were losing it, but mm-hmm. COVID just made it so much worse because now we're afraid to get together. We're afraid to gather with each other in the off chance that somebody might get sick. I know, but it's a fear. You know, it's, it, it's, a, <clears throat> it's a real fear. Look at Jay, right? It's a real fear. And I don't know. I the the craziness that's happening now is just out of hand, you know, the whole 
the Asian hate, the, the it's all out of hand, you know? And I, I, I thought coming out of this, people would think a little bit more, or love a little bit more, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I don't get it. It's like, we've been suffering for a long time and we, we suffered even more because people disrespect each other by not wearing a mask and not, you know, he, well, we can get into a pop political whatever, but, you know, it, it's too long, you know, mm. I want to hang out with my family and I've seen, you know, I, I, I see my, a few of them every once in a while, but I want the big barbecue in the backyard with the West India music playing, you know, right. Whole bunch of food and thing. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of your ventures. Cause I know one of the last times we talked, we were discussing this farm to table family community sort of restaurant idea thing. Yeah. So I guess how how in these times, how do we still make something like that happen in theory? Or at least how do we keep the community together and kind of use food as the bait to do it? Hmm. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> it is because you and I have talked about this, you know, for days and you need that community. You know, when we were 11 Clinton, it was, definitely community right there's a lot of people that came there every day right that hung out like my friend melvin and different people and you it's community i you know i when 11 clinton closed down i i missed that aspect of it because i lived in downtown newark so getting back to that there's girl so many restaurants shut down and I don't, I, I think, I think something that would work or would be a better idea is to maybe a community kitchen, you know, something that's, something that's wrapped around a farm or mm -hmm. some kind of educational thing where we're, we're teach we're rewiring our kids to kind of eat better and they're growing it, they'll eat it. Or, you know, something in that respect, because that's more community to me, right? That that makes more sense to me, that kind of like synergy where mm -hmm. it's safe for the kids to go after school, they're learning something. There may be a huge farm there where we're gardening and we, have, we take care of animals. And then that becomes that, you know, restaurant where mm -hmm. people gather. So there, that makes more sense to me in my head now, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's funny that you say that because that's actually part of my business plan. That's like something that I want for the People's Pride Project to be able to do is this community kitchen slash educational center. But I wanted, you know how, remember going through all those resumes? <laughs> you know, the kitchen tends to, except the unhirable in a sense, you know, the ones that the kind of cast off that know, oh, we can, and they're brilliant people that they just need to be given a shot or given a job or taught a skill. Right. So I really, I want that to be part of the core of this 
kitchen environment where, like you said, we're growing it, we're cooking it, we're teaching people how to do it, we're giving people the skill and we're feeding the community. So that is part of my dream. <laughs> that is part of what I want to do so badly. But and then, but, but then on the other side of that, right, you have this great synergy, right? All this love and light in this place. But you also want to make sure that the people that work there are being compensated. Mm -hmm. and they don't have to have a second job. Mm -hmm. And that all spills out to, you know, living wage and all of that, because it's important. And it's important for the people that are part of that community to own part of that community, right? Mm -hmm. This works better to me. No, so, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's a, it, it really should go in that direction. I'm just not sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I believe in it wholeheartedly, and and you and I have talked about this before. And I was like, anything I could do to help, I'm there. Teach, you know, feed the cows, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'll help. But You're already on speed, Diamond. You, it, it's so odd because I think in this way and you do. And then I <laughs> then I uh, look on Instagram and people are worrying about what car nails, what bag, what <laughs> what they're doing, what money they're throwing up in the sky. I don't know. It's just <laughs> the stupidity sometimes. I'm just I don't get it. It's just the shift in priorities. I mean, it's great to have everybody has their vices. Everybody has their stress relief. Everybody has their thing. But that can't be your only thing. Like there has to be a, a point where you come back to reality and say, how am I going to survive? How am, you know, my family, my community? And what am I actually doing in this life to help make it better? Because it's not all about me. Right. Like I like to say self-centered, but community minded. You know, right. That's a good way to put it. Definitely. So it's 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 kind of crazy to me. Like everybody, and 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 we have the 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 social media warriors, the social media. You know, but what are you actually doing? It's great to see a post. It's yeah. great to see you know you're supporting X Y Z and you're throwing up. What are you actually doing when the camera's off? When the phone is down? Where are you? Right. What are you creating? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. yeah. And throwing money and stuff isn't enough. Right. Very true. But do you, the next generation through this, right? Your kids, through this pandemic, they've had to have shifted their mindset on a lot of stuff, right? They, most of them miss proms and graduations and. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I haven't talked to a lot of my nieces and nephews, and but their priorities have must have shifted, right? Must have. Mm, not really. <laughs> it's just it becomes different because they get lost in this limbo of now what? Because like when you would have went to college, you're still virtually learning, so it's not like you get the experience of going away and having that growth period, or it's like the jobs are minimal. So what are you doing? You know, you're still trying to get out of high school. You're behind the computer all day. So you're still on the computer. You're still on the phone with your friends. 
There's not, you know, but you're missing all of the extracurricular activities. You're missing all of the outside stuff that brought it all together. So now your focus has almost narrowed instead of being able to expose yourself to all of these amazing things now that you have more time to do it. Right. I so it's been kind of a catch. It, it's it, it's horrible for everybody. <laughs> it's horrible for everybody. You know, it was just horrible for everybody. I, I, I did see, like, you know, my nephews having to do this school at home and, you know, my sister suffering through the fact that, you know, 40 she got a job too. A lot of people had to go through all this. So <clears throat> I, I'm a lot of thinking in that respect and what what is going to be once we're really out of this? What is going to be? For, you know what I mean? How, how will the landscape change or is it going to go back to the same thing? Do you think we'll ever really come out of it? Is there going to be an actual moment where like the clouds lift and it's like, okay, it's over? Or is it just gonna kind of linger, do you think? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I, I pray that it does, um, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you Sometimes, <laughs> you don't know about anything. It, simple stuff, right? Making a doctor's appointment takes like two hours. Like. <laughs> Everything's different. I, I'm not sure. Like, I think, go ahead. No, go. I think that's a beautiful uh, segue to cannabis. <laughs> ah, you're hilarious, cannabis. Um, so when the world is fucked, <laughs> what do we do? What? <laughs> we chilling. Um, uh, cannabis. <laughs> I don't know. I... I read too much, right? <laughs> I'm I'm sort of upset. You know, I I have my my um, the people that I look up to in the in the cannabis world, mm -hmm. like Wanda James. You know, I love her. Miss Boss Bitch all day, right? Remember we talked about her. I think mm -hmm. we can talk a little bit. First woman to have her own grow. She, you know, she helped uh, well she talked to the obamas about a lot of the cannabis but she's at the front forefront of of change right but even in the cannabis world <laughs> i get pissed off because mm -hmm. why are we only seeing and I, I could be wrong i'm not knee deep in it right i just try to stay on top of certain information but why am I seeing the frat boys from Penn State running everything? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, you know me, but I'm being truth. <laughs> I see very, very few of us running shit. Right. The Marleys, yeah. Snoop Dogg, of course, <laughs> right? Wanda, yes, you know. But why are you still I've been to conferences. I see a handful of us. So now the herb that our cultures <laughs> grew up in, right? Grew up with, uh, found out about indigenous folks who smoked this for centuries. Mm -hmm. 
who come into the rescue, Mr. Columbus, to now sell from underneath our feet, which is another problem in Jamaica, right? Mm -hmm. Rastas who smoked this for centuries can't get the licenses. They don't have the money to right. right? So this again. So there's a lot of issues in the industry also. I think that like I said, the Penn State frat team, frat boys, it just pisses me off. I saw the German ones rolling rolling into Jamaica trying to take, mm -hmm. but they got the loot. They got the money, right. up the five grand or the 10 grand. So I'm watching, you know, to see what happens. Right. Have you been to anything lately? Like anything on Zoom or any conferences or? I mean, I've just been kind of, I haven't been as deep as I was just because there's so much going on. But I do know that it's legal now. I do, I do know that uh, we can grow our own plants. Um, and there's there's a couple different things. And I'm actually having one of my guests next month mm -hmm. is a melanated male in the cannabis industry. Oh. So we're going to get some good information. Oh, that's good. Good. I loved it. I want to see that. Um, but... It, I mean, the same issues that you have are definitely things that are irritating to me. It's like it went from corner boys to corporate America and we're still the ones behind bars because of it. But then you got these others that can just roll on in or roll on up or, you know, be posting the videos and everything else and nobody bats an eye. But by the same token, it's like 20 grand just to submit an application to go corporate. And even though the legislation was talking about they're setting aside, I forgot what the exact percentage is for minority business and women-owned business, it's still ridiculous They said you try to get your foot in the door unless you know somebody. What were you saying? They said that for Jersey, that, that they're holding up. Yeah. Hmm. I was looking because I set up a little bake shop real quick. But... <laughs> but it... it it's like the wild, wild west, it seems. It's, there's not a lot of uh, structure. Or mm -hmm. there might be. I, I'm not that deep in it. But folks taking over, right? Yeah. That, I mean, that I don't like. Right. And as with anything, it's kind of make it up as you go. And I kind of feel like it's the same way prohibition happened. It's like right. everything's legal until you get caught and then it becomes illegal. So people are just doing whatever the hell they want. I mean, we got NASCAR out of prohibition. Who knows what the hell we'll get out of this? So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I have no idea with that one. And then, you know, where the United States go, goes, the rest of the world goes, right? Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of our country sort of pushing the flag for legalization, but there's a lot that aren't, you know? So I'm not sure. We'll see what ha we'll see what happens in the next year. So for real, there's gonna be a lot of change because you know things are starting to open up. People are, I think, a lot of connections were still kept. Everybody I know is on some kind of Zoom call several times a day. So yeah. just watching. I mean, the world's still got to turn. It's just we're changing how it turns. 
Oh, that's a good line. Oh, that's like a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. So what next steps for you? Um, honestly, I'm pouring into this project because it's like it's a it's a culmination of all the different stages and shapes and shades my life has come through. And it's just like, yo, if I'm going to get behind anything, number one, it's going to be my own shit. And number two, for me, it's really build the community. Like, we can do this. And the funny thing is, we've been doing this. This is not brand new. This is how, you know, this is what we come from. This is lineage. This is so many things. And we've been detached purposely for the benefit of others. And I'm like, fuck that. Like, you can do this. It's really not as complicated as you want it to be. And everybody feels like, oh, I have to be a master. I have you don't have to be a master. You just have to learn and be willing to make the mistakes and be willing to try, to start, to do. Right. Right. And let it rock from there. You didn't nobody wakes up as a master of anything. The gratification, right? The quick yeah. So that's good though. I told you, whatever you're doing. Call me. I'm here. We still need to talk about this zombie crap. I'm not done with that. I'm so, listen, I'm so serious. So serious. We're talking self-defense. We're talking food stores. We're talking clothing. Uh, Cannabis. Oh, yes. (laughs) We talked about, I know. Um, We got to make it through. We no joke, like six months ago when that orange idiot was still in power, I was just like, yo, something's going down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then literally my face when they stormed the Capitol, like, like, oh, oh, right? I couldn't even talk. I was like, huh, is this happening? And you know, if that that uh, squad had been of a different color. Massive would have been red, honey. And I'm like, these guys is just walking in. <laughs> they just banging doors down. I was like, wow. Uh, anyway, I don't want to talk about that fool at all. <laughs> the thing for me is I don't want people, I, w- I kind of want people to stay uncomfortable. Because you're not pressed to move unless you're uncomfortable. You're not pressed to, you know, learn or explore or prepare. Like, for all you know, this is the calm before the storm. Like, yeah, he was a mess, but you don't know what's coming. And as much fuckery as we get into as a country and as people, I'd rather stay ready than have to get ready. That's true. And I, and, uncomfortable is okay mm-hmm. but cray cray which a lot of people have lost their marbles <laughs> i guess they're in the house too long uh cray cray is not what i want mm-hmm. but uncomfortable is fantastic i think that people who are uncomfortable if they're smart they'll ask questions right they'll they'll mm-hmm. talk to they'll talk to you Mm-hmm. I, I the 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 hate across the boards are mm-hmm. 
been bothering me you know forever but it I think I posted this the other day because I wear I wear a head wrap mm -hmm. I think you saw that right yeah and I've been amazed <laughs> I've really been you know I school whoever said anything to me but I've been so like are you serious like is this really happening still like anyway that that part of it makes me uh angry and uncomfortable <laughs> and even dealing with that it's like not only is it a little cray it is a complete lack of understanding and education and it's like you have all of these things at your fingertips you're not using card file indexes you're not you know there's no work to learn something at this point mm -hmm. and you're still acting like that or you're still carrying those sorts of beliefs right like why and listen i i say this on a regular because if you don't know me right i have friends from every walk of life mm -hmm. and the, it's just like the stu it's stupidity it's not it, it's hate yes but it's just so stupid i i heard somebody posted something to me directly to me the other day and um it was somebody that i knew that was a that's a friend of mine who was spewing a lot of hate online and I was so surprised. I really was. And this is not like a personal friend. It's just somebody mm -hmm. I know. But I'm cool with them. Mm -hmm. But how they came off about <clears throat> the Asian community made me so uncomfortable that, of course, you know me. I said something to them. <clears throat> but they literally called it the China flu on the phone. And I was just like... I had no idea how stupid you were. Like, <laughs> right? Because that's all I could get out of my mouth. Right? I was like, I had no idea. How <laughs> and I just got off the phone. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't, I didn't even have, it was so stupid what came out of his, their mouth. <laughs> I did say a couple words before. I was just like, this is just the dumbest conversation. And, <laughs> Community, right? We talk about community. Right. And what, what exactly does that, that's a good point. What exactly does community look like? Is it just the people that look like you? Is it just the people that come from where you come from? Or is it people that uh, share, say, like what, what is the definition that we're looking at as community? I don't think it matters what they look like. Mm -hmm but they're definitely are like-minded people, right? I don't care if you're green and got spots, wear that shit, right? <laughs> but I don't care, but it's, if you're a like-minded person and hate of any kind is just <laughs> makes, look at me, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Every piece of every piece of the Caribbean in me, <laughs> right? Plus a little Scottish, you know. So I'm like, 
What? Are you serious? Like, we're all mutts. Like, chill. <laughs> right? I just feel like if there's going to be solidarity, it needs to be honest and true solidarity. Yeah. Like, I don't need bullshit on top of the struggle that's already happening. You know, don't be, I hate the, the self-serving performative stuff. Like if you in it, if we're down, for, then if I got you and you got me, let's go. But don't just, that goes back to throwing up a save the world because it's nice. Like, no, bitch, what are you doing? With the new Gucci sweater. Right? <laughs> no, I <laughs> If you're not really riding for me, don't fake it. Like-minded people. Just, it's just, you know, enjoy the work, right? Mm -hmm. Enjoy the moment. Right. Living in the moment has taken a long time for me to get to that point. But I'm telling you, Jamaica changed my life. Most people need to go away from what makes them comfortable for a while. Right. <laughs> They'll come back changed, that's for sure. In some kind of way, for the better or for the worse. I think Jamaica change me for the better you can get back to your roots it's always good right right community you gotta have goats girl you know i love goats <laughs> i mean goats are cool when i go to the i'm part of a, a herbal apprenticeship on a farm in uh i guess west jersey or southwest jersey oh, that's cool. the farm, yeah the farm itself is actually um on traditional lenape land which is cool like every time we go out, we, you know, we bless the land, we thank it, we do ceremony, oh. and then we get to work growing shit. <laughs> they have, um, they have goats and they have horses, but they're ornamental. Like they're, they're just there because goats need a place to live. Like, <laughs> they're not doing anything with them. They're not eating them. But I have to make sure that every time I go, me and the goats have a good moment. You know, they get a little scratch. Or, hey, how you doing? Can't be on the farm and not talk to the goats. So, <laughs> mm -mm -mm. that's cool though. You're learning about all the herbs and all that. I would love that. We'll Herb uh -huh. Yeah, I definitely want to find out more about that. Oh yeah, and that's why I keep trying to tell people like I'm not on the internet bullshitting. Like this is what I do. This is this is my life because it's great to have the knowledge but the knowledge is to be given, to be shared, to be passed on. Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking about um, healthcare and medicine. Like if I know a plant that'll do it before a $200 pill will do it, I'm oh. going outside and grab me a plant, you know? You know, I <laughs> still do your whatever concoction. <laughs> I still do that when I'm getting a cold. Still but to it, I was just like, I don't know what she put in it. I'm going to find out, but it knocked the cold out of me. I still do it, along with my black tea and stuff. Mm -hmm. I go to that first. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. It's 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 what your body's built to recognize, number one. The body doesn't do well with synthesized shit, like fake food. Um, it's affordable. Dandelions at the store, $3.99 a pound. I got the shit growing in the cracks in front of my house for free. <laughs> Hilarious. Exactly. Okay. Take that. Like, it's that's what I'm keep go, but it's so much easier. 
And it, once you really get into it, like it becomes clockwork. I have a friend that started following the post and now she's making all sorts of extracts and things. And I'm like, it's addictive. She's like, my whole life is changing and I love it. And I'm like, yeah, it's not as much as we make it out to be. It's not as tedious as we make it to be, but it's necessary for us to take control of ourselves, our, our health, our living. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, I'm, you see me with my tea this morning. My throat was like, eh, eh. I said, give me some water. <laughs> Put some stuff mm. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not playing with nothing. I got some goodies in the basement I'm about to uncork and make sure it gets in there. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I I keep a can, a jar, on stash in a dark, cool place in a heartbeat. <laughs> I still keep it in the freezer, like you told me. Mm -hmm. A little pint container. I leave it in the freezer when I get sick. Works for me. Yes, ma'am. I'll make my own cough syrup. Thank you very much. Put a little sprinkle of that green in it to make it nice and uh, nice and smooth. <laughs> Keep it pushing. I made the whole kitchen take that stuff when we were getting sick. Remember that? I was like, everybody line up. You was everybody was laughing. No, Sheppy. I was like, line up. Everybody getting sick in here. They gonna take this stuff. But yeah. that yeah. was the thing. <laughs> Because I was like, yo, if one of us go down, the whole kitchen's going down. Because the kitchen was small as hell. We needed every hand on deck. No and way. everybody played a part. Mm -hmm. So there was no room for, oh, I'm sick. Can I go home? No, keep your ass on that grill. <laughs> Lean up against that wall. Get through this shit. Right. <laughs> and take this too. Mm -hmm. Two shots and back to work. Let's go. So it worked. But that's that's knowing where you come from, knowing what's around you, and being willing to take care of your community with whatever you have. It's just that simple. I don't know why it it doesn't resonate. Does it resonate with more people? Then it must. It must. I think it does, and I think I'm seeing more and people are like do for self, do for self, mm. but nobody knows how. Mm. Or it's like, do for self, get money, and then pay somebody else. You need that knowledge for self. Because number one, you don't know if the person you're paying actually has the skill and knowledge that you're paying them for. Because everybody can put a sign out and say that I'm X, Y, Z with no real background. True, true. Number two, you don't know how long that person is going to be available to you. They have their own life to live. Right, right. So you better learn how to do it yourself. Get you some homies. Okay, you learn how to do the plants. You know how to clean the fish. You know how to, we got it. <laughs> you cooking. Okay, I got it. Right? You take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. But that's where we come from. That's how our people have lasted this long. Like, you look at indigenous people. You look at our third world countries. This is the lifestyle. It takes a village. It takes extended family. Everybody's an auntie. You know that. <laughs> Everybody's an auntie. I ain't got to know you from. We went to church together, and my cousin went to her mama's high. That's my auntie. Like exactly. She plays golf. Grandmother. That's my auntie. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, I'm everybody's auntie. <laughs> or mama chef or something. Yeah, it's. People ask me how many kids you got. Well, the two that I made, and then the <laughs> randoms from the neighborhood. <laughs> There's a bunch of those. So, I mean, that's just ingrained. And I really, really feel like the fight isn't so much about fighting outwardly. It's fighting the mindset 
that we've acquired to get back to who we were. Right. That is so necessary. Because we do that, they can't stop us. They cannot stop us. I know. And I, maybe it's a little at a time. Maybe it's just, you know, staying your ground, right? You and I are always the same, right? It don't matter who's in front of us. But that authenticity is important. We talked about that before, right? Mm-hmm. I pray a lot. <laughs> As we all should. Whoever you're praying to, you need to be having a conversation. Whoever it is, just make sure Talk you... To somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, we'll get we'll we'll get it we'll get there. I hope that conversations like this help people get drawn in, help people recognize that it's not it doesn't have to be a big production. Mm-hmm. It's just going with what you know, and if you don't know, be willing to find somebody that does, or be willing to look for the help and ask. And talk to your auntie and your grandmother and your mm-hmm. if they're still around, you know. Yeah. They, I know in my family, a wealth of information, right? If they don't know, find out. Find somebody. I know I'll, I'll volunteer as tribute if somebody needs an extra auntie, mom, and cousin friend that <laughs> that could teach them something. You know how to find me. <laughs> Read the label. Of the yeah. You're eating your auntie. So- <laughs> bad. It's like you don't know what's in that package. Hmm. Yeah. Don't even talk about food laws and what's allowed to accidentally be in there. It fell in that vat. It's like what happened to Brian? Haven't seen him since his shift. (laughs) We ain't seen him since Christmas. Those burgers were good though. They was extra meaty. They're glowing, but they were delicious. <laughs> oh. It's like, send a little money to his family, hire somebody else. We need that shift so covered. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the end of it. That's it. Mm-mm. Anyway. Well, this has been fantastic as usual. Yes! No tears. <laughs> <laughs> But I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. We're coming up on our hour. I usually only hold people hostage for about 60 minutes. So. <laughs> no worries. No worries. It was I fun. I want to be there so I can hug you. <laughs> I know. But we will be. And believe me, as things progress, whatever pops off, you're definitely getting a phone call, text, an email. There's a ribbon cutting if whatever. I'm there. You're know. there. Already on the list. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. Are there, do you have any projects or anything coming up that you want anybody to know about? My second book. I keep you posted. Okay. Do you want people to reach out to you on like the social media, the interwebs, or you just be like, nah, I'm cool? If they want to. Want a recipe? (laughs) (laughs) A picture? It doesn't matter to me. (laughs) Reach out if you want, Chef Dog. All right. 
Well, much love to you. And thank you for this lovely conversation today. Love and light. Oh. Absolutely. And you know, I'll be talking to you later anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> bye.